my show. You stay in line over there with your hot tea and your, your flip phone. How do you live with that? In my hairs. In your hairs? In my hairs. What are you saying? Hayas? Like the like outcast? Like hey yeah? Been listening to a lot of hip hop music lately. Okay, so explain to me what a hey yeah is. Hey. I, so outcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, great. Great. Good start. Hello and welcome to We're Doomed Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh, and across from me with his dreamy eyes is Tyler Shaftsma. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I know. So he, For I having me again. I'm the co-host. Yeah, I have you every week. You're the co-host. If you're not here, you should be. Now, I have a question that we should determine right now because it's episode four, right? Uh, it could be. could be. Um, is it? We're doomed podcast or we're doomed the podcast. We're doomed podcast or the podcast. Yeah. Is this for like social media purpose? Is this for like a Twitter? I'm just I'm just wondering what sounds better. I, I don't know. I just I kinda went with just off the top and that that's what came out of my mouth. Okay. Does it sound good? Yeah, we're doomed podcast. We're doomed podcast or we're doomed the podcast. Let's put a vote out there. Yeah. What do you think? Does it matter? I don't know. That's okay. Anyways, I was thinking today, we're recording out of Spiky Ball Studios in Delhi, Ontario, and uh, we're in an old church, an old Hungarian church, and I think uh, our topics about the end of the world and such, uh, is this a good place for the end of the world to happen? Like, if we survive, like, whenever you see in movies, churches, the end of the world, there's always people coming to refuge, like, are we going to be ready for that? Like, people coming to our door thinking God's going to save them, and... People already come to the door and ask me if I bury bodies. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. <laughs> this, yeah, this is this actually happened. This is like when I first came back from uh, Australia, and I came to the church one of the first times. Yeah, I was showing you around, and you had two marijuana plants under your arms, and we were walking out to your car. Yeah. And then in pulls this lady, and she's like, "Hey, are you the guy I pay to bury my sister?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a I was like, that's the first a... time anyone's ever asked me that question. Yeah, even if you were the guy, is that how you don't just come up just so like I was like, how much? <laughs> wow. And where do you want me to bury your sister? Yeah. And do you have her in the back of your minivan? Yeah, there's some room behind the church there. But I uh, I pointed her in the direction of the cemetery. There's not even a cemetery on the grounds here. No, absolutely not. Like, how, how does this work? Is this how? Is this what happens when someone dies? You have to just find someone at a church and ask them to bury him. Do I look like a gravekeeper? A little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't know about the digging part, but you like you'll definitely keep up the flowers and stuff. I got those creepy crypt keeper eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little sunken eyes. Yeah, just you'll go over to people and console them and just give them wisdom and stuff. I could see you doing that. No, I'm terrified of cemeteries. Why? It's just full of dead people and stones. Do you know what I found out recently? People like buy up cemetery land, yeah. and then they have to like either move all the caskets and tombstones, or sometimes they just fucking pave over it. Yeah, that that's the basis of the movie Poultrygeist. They just built this whole subdivision over like an old Indian bur- burial site. They're just like, fuck them. We don't have any rights here. And they just like built houses, and then... Ghosts started appearing. See, I always thought that's why there were cemeteries, like in the middle of towns and stuff, just because there used to be a cemetery there. And once a, a land is a cemetery, I just thought it was always a cemetery. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Where do you want to be buried, Tyler? You want to be buried in a cemetery? No, I want to be shot into space. Shot into space? That that'll be an option, I think, if we live to our old ripe age. Elon Musk will probably have it for pretty cheap. Yeah, your body you want your body shipped or like ashes or how do you want no, to do it? Just as is. As is? <laughs> just, just as you freight in your in. funeral suit just shipped right up. Yeah, just throw me in the fucking catapult. You at least want a spacesuit, right? If you're getting shipped off. Do I need it? I'm dead. <laughs> it's you know, whoever finds you out there. That's what, no one's going to find me. I just want to float through space until all my particles leave my body into dust and then just become atmosphere. That's beautiful. 
But you know, I don't know if an alien will come by and just like, what is this? They're just zipping around. They just lock on with their radar. They I don't know. Bodies bodies deteriorate pretty fast in like mud and water. Yeah, yeah. I imagine in the cosmic era they're gonna deteriorate pretty fast. And you get struck by. I feel like it might be the opposite. Like you don't deteriorate. You're just like one solid thing. I don't know. Again, the premise of this podcast. We don't know anything. Yeah. We're just like we're fascinated. We're, Help us learn things. We are not educated. We're just paranoid. Yeah, that's that, that's a good motto to go by. I think that has to be the tagline. That's us. Being in a church, it it's what the building used to be. To, yeah. me, to me, it's just a building. Yeah. I don't see it as anything else. When you're inside of it, but when you roll up every day in the car and you just I look up at the big I don't look up. You don't look up? No. Yeah, it's. I like it. It's... Churches scare me. <laughs> like, I've never been a church goer. No, neither have I. And uh, This is the most time I've ever spent in a church. Yeah, any time I've been, like, forced to go to a church for, like, a funeral or something like that, I've always been very weird about it but you know i've been here all hours of the night i don't care have you ever gone to like a, a mass or what do you call it like just like a go over there on a sunday gathering uh yeah like when i was little maybe a few times yeah see yeah my family was never religious but we no. had people in our family that were so i think we went to my cousin's uh what do you call it they eat the cracker and they yeah you go to back. you go to the odd thing once in a while when you're a kid but it was always like my dad's always like this full shit we don't have to go yeah I was a little kid I just couldn't believe all those standing and sitting and just random singing songs I couldn't even understand and uh, yeah it was a I did not enjoy church I never went <laughs> I never went back after that but do I think if there was an end of the world scenario. Do I think people might start flocking here and knocking on the door and seeing if we could help them? Maybe. People do that already. Yeah. There are, like, homeless people in town that knock on the door and wonder if we can still help them because yeah, the people still, that sick. Yeah, I mean, like, religious people that just think this is the end of times and, like, we must find salvation in the house of God. <laughs> well, like, yeah. We must find the local priest and then Pete will probably be there to greet him. <laughs> He'll be happy to be their, to be their priest. Well, in all of these end-of-the-world scenarios, it's the religious people that are always doomed first because they're just like, oh, it's just the apocalypse. If we stand on this hill, he'll yeah. save us. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be okay. It's like, no, that's just a meteor shower, Terry. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You do that. All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll just stand back. If it works, it works. If not, then uh, it's one less person we need. Okay. Just getting in the way. It's the end of the world. Just getting in the way. It's getting into the world. Because if you got to f- fight one on one, right? Right. Okay. Or we got to stick together. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's get into uh, oh. uh, we're, uh, what do you got here? That's, we have things. That's, that's our banter. We don't have to get through all the banter. We did enough with the cemetery stuff. Oh, uh, we got banter. I want to hear about uh, you said that uh, your girlfriend saw a UFO. She did. It's amazing. She uh, She told me this. Like recently. Recently, she was going to vote with her parents. Her parents saw it, too. And I think it's funny, because I'm always annoying the shit out of her with my UFO facts. On election day. Yeah, and but... she's very skeptical. And, yeah, it wasn't on election day. She went early voting. So is she, like, a full-on believer now? Like, she came home, Brandon, I believe in UFOs now. You were right no. all along. No, I'm no, no, sorry no. for doubting you. No, none of that came out. She She admitted that she saw something she couldn't explain, and, you know... It could have been a drone, but like she said, they were out there in the parking lot of some building they're going to vote in, and it was just a red light, and it kind of looked like a helicopter, but it was low enough and close enough, but they couldn't hear anything, and it was just making all these weird moves. It would it would move one way and stop, and then move another way, and like it could be a drone, but she said it was really bright red. How and, big? Um, they couldn't tell how close it really was because it was bright. And it was making fairly fast movements, she said. And her dad, like, he uh, he's an engineer, and he's really into aviation. And, like, they, every day I catch him on the computer, that's all he's doing on YouTube, is watching things about planes and aviation. And he even he was kind of thrown by it. He couldn't believe it. So that's exciting. Girlfriend seeing a UFO. So could she identify what it was? Not quite. So no. it was unidentified. It was unidentified. And it was it was flying in the sky. It was definitely flying. The closest thing, yeah, I guess, would be a drone. It could have been, but she said it just it seemed too big. 
and it was clearly an object. Yeah. So she saw a UFO. She saw a UFO. Congratulations, Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) We have something in common. But she didn't come home and tell you that she's a believer now. No, I, it's like I wanted to like sit her parents down to like a full investigation. But you got like, excited. take me to the location. How excited did you get? I was pretty stoked. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like I didn't go on a like I was held back going on a rant in front of her parents mm-hmm. about UFOs. Draw like, me yeah. a picture of it. <laughs> Draw me a picture. Take me to the location. Where was it? Latitude and longitude. Do Latitude have, and longitude. Do you have any missing time experiences? Mm-hmm. It was weird though. It was a red light, so maybe it had something to do with the Liberal Party. Maybe a big liberal drone up there. Maybe it was Santa's sleigh. (laughs) Maybe. Ho, ho, ho. Cast your votes. (laughs) That's what he says, right? Santa? Yeah. He's a Santa politician Santa. Can you go more than 14 hours without talking about UFOs, Brent? No, you got to squeeze those numbers down a little bit. (laughs) Uh, It's bad. Anything will just... Spring it up like it every day. I definitely think about it every day. Every it day. is a problem, and we will do a podcast where I won't bring it up once. I promise. You brought it up this time, but, <laughs> but I but I mentioned it to you, you, so you could bring it up. You, you mentioned it to me before the show. Yeah. Um, but, but none of our new segments have anything to do with UFOs. I know the last bunch of episodes are just UFO heavy. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll back up a bit. All right, they're out there. They're watching. You know. They might make an appearance. Well, you can you can throw UFOs or aliens into pretty much any, any yeah. end of the world situation. And we will. And I will. <laughs> <laughs> and you will. I will find a way. But uh, I'll I'll just you know I'll make it I'll make it short. Yeah. We'll so make, we'll make it a segment. Just right. like here we go again with Brandon McIntosh. He said it again. He said it again. Well, that's cool. This is our fourth episode, right? <laughs> You asked that already, and I already said I don't know. I don't know, because the next note says review first four episodes. But I think that was just kind of a way to say that um, we're doing the same topic as the first episode. I guess. We recorded one, then it failed. It did. The audio was terrible. Uh, It was our first episode, so maybe it was better to just delete it and do it again later. Yeah. And uh, we've been alien heavy so far, but we'll try to back off. And, yeah. All right. So we're going to get into Word Doom news, and uh, we got some fun stories that don't involve UFOs. I think you're going to like these. These aren't exactly end-of-the-world stories. You know, we've gone heavy on earthquakes and, you know, asteroids and stuff. But, you know, let's, we're doomed in other reasons, too, because people are ridiculous on this earth. If you hear the faint sounds of music in the background, we are in a musical recording studio. That's right. That could be, you know, someone playing music and dancing, like in their underwear. Or it could be a band rehearsing. Who knows? Who knows what goes on here in Spiky Ball Studios? It could just be someone playing a stereo. There, it stopped. We're Doom News. We're Doom News. We're going to get right into the news. We have fun news segments this week talking about crazy people. This is another reason we're doomed, not just because of asteroids and super volcanoes and solar flares. There's just ridiculous people in this world. This one comes right out of Jackson, Florida, of course. Got to start off the news with a good uh, Florida man story. Uh, Florida community disturbed by emotional support rooster. So this small town outside of Jacksonville, you know. Excuse me, what? uh, An emotional support rooster. (laughs) What? What What are you trying to, what are you laughing at? (laughs) Rooster? What am I saying? (laughs) Just all of those words together are funny. Emotional support rooster. I don't know who they support. needs a fucking rooster to coddle them. Okay, but anyways, these people are getting waking up in the middle of the night. They live in a, like, a residential area, and they're not expecting chickens. And they said it goes on for 20 or 30 seconds, and then it'll stop, and then they'll go right back at it. And it, what, what's strange is the rooster's in the backyard, and it's his emotional support animal. Why isn't it indoors providing emotional support? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my <laughs> first question. Yeah, it's that amazing. rooster isn't doing its fucking job. I I know he's unless that is his job to be outside just waking him up early in the morning. That's what calms this guy down. Is his rooster fucking cockadoodle doing outside? It could be, or like maybe he has trouble waking up in the morning. It's more of a motivational 
uh, Get a support. fucking alarm clock. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't working. So now he has to have something that's alive to just wake him up. And uh, anyways, they, they, they approached him about it. After mounting pressure, the owner of the rooster has agreed to release it. He said, I love animals. Oh, that, that'll fix things. Release the rooster <laughs> into the neighborhood where it can just cock-a-doodle-doo on everyone's front porch. Yeah. Um, Tyler, we had a similar situation in Toronto. We kind of did. Toronto, we, uh, the first place we ever moved in Toronto was North Toronto. It was Little Jamaica mixed with Old Italy. It was a weird, com- it was a weird little place. We'd hear a lot of weird sound. We'd hear like drum circles at night and like all kinds of crazy stuff. But every morning, I swear to God, I would hear a rooster. And you guys would never believe me. It would wake me up every morning at like five in the morning. It, it took a long time to convince you guys until you finally heard it. Yeah, I heard it once, a few times. And it, it started to get bad. It was waking me up in the morning. Yeah, too. once you hear it, you can't not hear it. And uh, yeah, we're just thinking of schemes. But right? I'm kind of used to that. I grew up in a small town, and you'd hear the same thing. Yeah, but it's just like three doors down, like really tight houses, right in the middle of the city. Yeah, yeah. tight houses. Like that's cool. You have a, a rooster, but goddamn. Waking up the whole neighborhood. Well, a lot of people have their own poultry now for eggs. Yeah, I like my own poultry. Your own, I guess. Uh, chickens for eggs. You can get quiet chickens. I guess chickens aren't the problem. It's roosters, right? Yeah, the roosters get all horny. But uh, emotional support animals. What's your uh, What's your take on that? You know, pe- do you see a lot of people with dogs? That's common. Like, uh, would you call your dog emotional support animal? Like, he's pretty emotional himself. Yeah, my dog's got its own emotional problems, but yeah, you're his emotional human I'm support. His, yeah, I'm more so. Um, I do get it with the dog thing though, because I can feel like my dog knows when I'm panicking, and he, he knows I'm being anxious before I'm being anxious. And he'll come, you know, sit on my lap yeah. and try to calm me down. Dogs do try to calm me down. So I get it. You can train a dog probably. Perfect. But, it, to but, do a, it. but a rooster. But what the fuck is a rooster doing for you? I, I don't know. understand that. There's a story I heard, too, of a woman who brought a, a I support. understand the dog 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I understand the dog. I would <laughs> Maybe look, a cat. Maybe a cat. Maybe a cat. Cats yep. still, cats don't give a fuck about you. Dogs actually care about you. Like, my dog's my best friend. Yeah, there's bunnies. Uh, a, a woman, same, similar situation, she had a chicken she brought on a plane, and uh, everyone was upset, and then she was all mad. She's like, this is my support chicken. We're like, fuck off, lady. Yeah, there's This been, is not there's a supporting a, animal. Okay. There's been people with peacocks and, and people with fish, and I get it. Yeah. And, and it is something that's helping people that obviously have mental problems yeah. and mental health issues, so I get it. If your <laughs> mental health issue is you need a peacock, oh yeah, you need. The, I guess so. Maybe let, you shouldn't fly. Well, it's 2019. We're just letting everything happen. So just let it happen. <laughs> I get it. But people are going to be upset when your chicken's waking them up. How many seats would a peacock take up? A couple. Yeah, just with its big feathers. But I get the dog thing. Like I, and I think like you know, of course, a lot of people are like, I just want to bring my dog everywhere. Man, of course, yeah. your dog makes you feel better. Everywhere you go. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, like, don't bring it to restaurants and, like, <laughs> the mall. It's weird. Eh. I like dogs, but not everywhere. Some places dogs shouldn't be. And they just show up. That's true. And, and, like, your dog should be okay with being left alone. Like, my dog hates being left alone, but I know he's okay with it. Yeah. And he gets fucking excited when I get home. And that's the best part, when he jumps on your face and starts licking you like crazy. And oh, fucking yeah. wants to just play... That's like the best part of having a dog. It's like the best part of the day. Coming home and you both see each other. You're like, yeah! <laughs> you just run into each other's arms. Yeah. And, oh. and I get to do that every day. It's fucking awesome. That's good. That's what dogs are but, really for. Like, but if I was bringing them with me everywhere, I'd be like, yeah, I'm sick of you. All right. So uh, I got another story about animals. This is just a horrible story. People are horrible. We're doomed. But it's like chickens fucking... Uh, one more point to oh, that. Sorry, yeah, go. Chickens carry a lot of disease, too. And you're running around airports and shit with a chicken. Do they carry disease? Is yeah, that a Yeah, it's thing? all birds. It's chicken all... disease? Yes. Okay. And they, their shit's gross. Well, I think if this person takes care of their chicken and, and keeps it out of the coop, you know, 
It gives it a good life, takes it to the vet, gives it the correct Bathe, shots. Bathes it every day. Dude, if you're carrying a chicken to the airport, you're taking care of it. You're not just scooping this thing up from the coop, just like a random one. You're like, you're flying to Cincinnati with me today. <laughs> you're That's right. Good. It's probably a fucking show chicken, like a good fair chicken, a, yeah. a trophy chicken. You know, I used to have an uncle that used to have trophy chickens. And he used to paint his chickens different colors of the rainbow. What? They're already colorful. Nah, he'd paint them like bright blue and purple and green. You walk in his barn as a little kid. And Isn't then that cheating? <laughs> you turn the corner in the barn and there's just a bright pink fucking chicken staring <laughs> at you. I grew up in a fucking acid trip, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and you'd win awards for those ne- neon colored His whole chickens. house was full of chicken trophies. Like, when you kill the chicken, did the meat look like that? That'd be horrible. It's like a bright green chicken breast. Yeah, dye their feathers different colors, man. That's a weird hobby to get into. All right, speaking of painting animals, that's a perfect transition. Uh, Two turtles spotted Tuesday disturbed park goers because their shells were painted with what appeared to be swastikas and bright, thick lines. Oh, no! Nazi turtles. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, these animals were spotted in a local park, and uh, people started getting attention. They started taking pictures of it. Nazi turtles, fuck off. Yeah, Nazi turtles, Nazi turtles, fuck off. Great Dead Kennedy song, <laughs> Nazi turtles. Nazi turtles, fuck off. In some other dimension right now, there's like crazy, like evil villain Nazi turtles that are just <laughs> torturing communities, but in our universe it's yeah. just these sad painted turtles with swastikas carved in their backs. I know, that's, yeah. Maybe that's the future, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you've created. You've created us. We are the Nazi turtles. Like, that's a way worse turn than, like, is that like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Instead of, like, going into the sewer and finding, like, uh, the, the rat dude, they just like find a bunch of Nazis. That'd be yeah. It's, those movies would be awful. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. So Meanwhile, the, you know it's some fucking prick that just is painting these Nazi turtles and <laughs> sound, letting yeah, them go. Sounds like a shitty teenage thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. What's yeah? What's the message they're trying to spread? Whoever is this? Like, yeah, don't push your hate onto the fucking turtles. <laughs> spreading your hate with turtles? No one wants your turtle. That's hate. not the opinion of the turtle. I hope. No, absolutely not. I don't think it has any opinion on, on any of that. I think he just wants to eat. Exactly. See, people are shit. Who the hell <laughs> people do People are shit. We're doomed. Making Nazi turtles. Look, there's a picture of it. You see oh, it? you have a picture there? There's a picture there. This poor turtle. Holy fuck. <laughs> and turtles live for hundreds of years, man. That turtle's sp- going to be spreading hate for decades. Well, hopefully they're going to catch him and scrub him off or like just make it them It looks into- like it's carved into its shell. What if it's like... It's so sad. Yeah, what if it's like some poor like Hindu man who's just like putting the the the, no. the sign of peace because that's what it is too. I know, but after the forties, every that changed. Turtles are a big thing for in Hindu culture, so uh, yeah, I don't. That's not a fact at all. <laughs> it is now. It could. No, you know it's some fucking prick white supremacist just carving not fucking swastikas in the back of some turtles. All right. Some prick, some prick named Skeeter out fucking in his fishing boat catching turtles and carving swastikas in the back and tossing them back in the pond. Well, well, we Horrible. To, we should like at least catch them and paint a circle with a line across. Like, yeah. No Nazis. And turn them into houses. Yeah, no Nazi turtles. If you connect all the lines and draw a little triangle on the top, you can turn a swastika into a house, really. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it before? Have you fixed a lot of racist graffiti you've seen in the in the neighborhood and yeah, stuff? I'm a Just vigilante. You're vigilant. Turning swastikas in the houses. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're you're helping the neighborhood. That's for sure. All right, here's our last story. Um, we were talking about Greta Van Fleet. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Greta. You know Greta, super Greta, the Swedish climate activist. That's better. Um, she she is now. Being used to uh, shame people, shame Israelis are Greta shaming each other over plastic, all over the country in restaurants and places where you have to use plastic. Her face is just appearing in memes and just 
staring people down as they use plastic forks and straws. I like that tactic. And they're hoping that's going to use... I don't know. That's not going to... We used to use that in college to help people, make people do the dishes. We used to have, Remember, we just, like, post a picture of, like, the captain from Jaws. So like I'm talking about doing the dishes. I'm talking about shock and and just like it's like better uh, yeah do your laundry help vacuum Captain Captain like, Quinn's not motivating me to do anything. Yeah, just like uh, Owen Wilson going, "Wow, help with the vacuuming." And it's just like, did any of that do anything? No, no. But this little girl, she's inspiring people to do better. She's got Leonardo DiCaprio working for her. She, I'm impressed with what she's doing, but we need more than a a picture of her glaring at you because she has an intense stare. Very intense stare. Yeah. She's the right little girl to do this oh, job. It's working. I ain't fucking using plastic anymore. I know. I had no idea that she took a sailboat all the way across the Atlantic to get to North America. Yeah, she didn't want to use a plane. That makes That's so cool. And she's trying to find a way back. That's the, that's the hard part. Man, any sailboats? She's got to get on like a cruise or a fucking shipping container. No, because those those, those use, use so much fossil fuel. Absolutely, <laughs> it's like that's crazy to cross the ocean back in. I'd love to do that. Just like spend a few weeks at a sailboat. No, that's, that's part terrifying. of terrifying. That's, that's part of the vacation, really. Yeah, you, know, you ever fucking you know how scary the ocean is. We've been crossing the ocean for thousands of years. The only time we wreck is when we get close to the shore. We're fine out. Like we understand when storms are coming, but you gotta look out for rogue waves. You ever hear about rogue waves? Uh, you got to look out for any waves. I'd be looking at the waves the entire <laughs> time I was out there. <laughs> the waves, waves are a normal thing. You can <coughs> you can work with the waves, okay? They, they know what they're doing. But rogue waves, they're like this giant wave that's just created out of not, like just thin air, just nothing. Just this bizarre wave that just just comes up and like slowly gets bigger as it starts going along and has taken out a bunch of shipping uh, container boats like all over the coast of Africa and India, and that like the people that have survived it, they just explain seeing this wall of water just out of nowhere, like fairly calm days, and then just this monstrous wave, like that movie Poseidon. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. It's so we're like water. We're gonna have to do a whole episode on water because <laughs> water fucking wants to fuck you up in so many ways. As much as we need it to live, it wants you dead. That's true. It's a, it's a dilemma. Sharks live there. <laughs> That's true. And, and and gators, too. All kinds of scary stuff. But so do lobsters, and lobsters are tasty. Yeah, we'll do a lobster episode, right? <laughs> like everything, everything we talk we're about, like we're going to do an episode we're about that. We're doomed. Doomed. Yeah, we're going to hit that up. But no, I, I think the Greta shaming thing, I, I don't like the people that are shaming her and making her feel bad for what she's doing. There's a lot of people out there yeah. spreading grown hate. Grown adults, grown adults, just like good. You should be saying good for her. Like even if you don't care, don't say anything. <laughs> you don't look good shaming a child. Even if she is being puppeted by giant corporations, good on her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. <laughs> you know, like she's a kid doing something. She's spreading the right message. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Who's leading her? Even if she is a robot, she does look robotic. But I know it's autism, okay? You know I get how it? many 16-year-old kids are sitting out there with their thumbs up their ass not doing a damn thing? This girl's out there taking sailboats trying to I save the world. She's going to inspire so many teenagers. They're going to be way better than us than when we were teenagers. Oh, they're going to make us feel so bad about ourselves. I know. We're already making boomers feel bad, and they're going to make us feel bad, too. We, what is we've been it? dragging our feet. Why? What is this boomer thing everyone talking boomer? about today? You know, the boomers. You know what a boomer is. Like a baby boomer. A baby boomer. So like, what, our, we're, we're, our parents we're, bla- age we're blaming them now? <laughs> no, I don't know what we're blaming them on. But why was it all over the fucking internet today? Because, uh, well, a politician said it in a, in a parliament in New Zealand, which is kind of funny. But she got it from a meme. I don't know where the meme came from. It's just, I guess, boomers saying ridiculous things about our generation that make no sense. Or it's completely... Uh, hypocritical and like, and uh, we just say okay, boomer. Now I guess <laughs> I, I hope I don't say it. Like it's, uh, I'm not gonna insult. I don't hope they don't call me millennial or, and I hope I don't call them boomer. Yeah, quit people. We don't need these labels. Yeah, quit putting people in boxes. It's we're fucking. We're all here. We're all fucked. <laughs> exactly. We're all fucked together, and yeah. that's what's. So beautiful. Every fucking five-year-old and 95-year-old, they're still fucked. Yeah. And everyone in between. Yeah, you never know what's coming. 
And uh, in fact, that'll lead us into our, our topic today. This is comets and asteroids. You don't know when those are coming. Oh no. boy, this no. is a big this is a big thing. This is a, I guess, a very popular thing in pop culture, and just ancient stories of comets and asteroids destroying the Earth and or parts of it, parts of it, and how they wiped out the dinosaurs and, uh, yeah, and how they're just, you know, they're a, they're a bigger threat than people think. Um, I've been reading a lot into this lately, and uh, about all the scientists out there looking at it. In the sky, just their telescopes and, you know, people that are paid to actually look for these asteroids and, co- and comets and things coming in. But there's really not that many of them when I, when I really found out about it. Like, NASA's got, like, this tiny sector, you know, they throw a few million dollars at. Like, I, I don't know where it's at now, but back when I was reading this article, it was just like, you, might, you can open a McDonald's franchise for a year with the same amount of money. They throw at like people watching the skies professionally. Really? Yeah, and uh, for a while there in the southern hemisphere, there wasn't a program running at all. They uh, dropped funding for uh, the program that was watching the southern skies in Australia, and they they it came back, but for a while they were blind. They, cause like that's you know if there's something flying towards Earth, like all we really have is, are these people out there just randomly. Checking the sky. Well, it, that seems to be when they start looking, when there's something already flying towards Earth. Yeah, and half the time they see it on its way out. Because <laughs> like, they don't know where to look. There's, um, well, there's a few, like, streams, meteor streams that they can, they figure out where they are coming from, or at least what trajectory. So. And they keep an eye on them. They keep an eye on that. Like, because they have, like, you hear of meteors where you're like, okay, that meteor stream passed, and it won't pass us again for, like, a hundred years or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I didn't even know is, uh, you know, the meteor shower, you often see every fall and every spring. You know, some years it's better than others. But it's because we pass through this little media stream twice a year. Because the Earth's orbit passes through it. it. It's because it's a tail of a comet that went through thousands of years ago. And it's just still debris. And it's literally just this thing broke up and crossed the path and just left this debris trail that right. slowly became like part of Earth's orbit. We pass it twice a year, this tail, and that's why we see beautiful meteor showers twice a year in certain parts of the world. Like I've seen them before. And you just think watch these things like, wow, like aren't these beautiful? But like one of these days, one of these chunks are gonna be big enough to come down and do some real damage. Yeah. And they have already. And there's evidence of it. There's a, there's an article, there's a lot of articles coming out about these asteroids and comets. Uh, I think they're they're looking at 12,000 years ago. Remnants from the same meteor stream were big enough to come down and strike the Earth. And a lot hit the Northern Hemisphere during the Ice Age. Right, they co- were probably bigger thousands of years ago. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. They don't know, they have this huge tail that's constantly moving. They don't know what's in it. There's like everything from like tiny specks of dust and marble-sized pieces that won't do anything to like huge chunks, and we don't know where. And we're just like crossing blindly twice a year through this path, yeah. and like we don't know what's really gonna hit. But does our atmosphere eat most of that up? Mostly, that's what we see when most of the meteor showers. That shooting star comes into the atmosphere, burns up immediately. You see that flash. That's like all the. Uh, like the raw material inside just burning up, and it's, it looks amazing. But every once in a while, they do make it through, and there's some big ones. And Earth's been hit so many times with uh, everything from yeah, like the one they hit the dinosaurs and just eliminated everything basically. And right, and, th- and that's the most famous. Yeah, that's one. the yeah. Now they say that there has been hits like that before. Before and after that. And after that, and since then. Yeah. That could have wiped out human civilizations, taken out big chunks of human history. Yeah, the the writer, uh, the the journalist and uh, uh, ancient world explorer, Graham Hancock, he writes all kinds of books about this. And this has been his theory since uh, at least the 90s with his book, Fingerprints of the Gods. And he's talking about all these 
ancient places talking about this huge disaster that happened. This like deluge, this flood. Like the Bible talks about it, but they're not the only ones. The Sumerians have talked about it. Asian cultures have talked about it. Native Americans, South Americans. And a giant meteor um, or asteroid or comet. Those are all different, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> But a, gi- a giant blast to the earth would cause immense flooding yeah. and climate change and ash especially and death. When- Especially when the majority of these pieces are hitting the northern hemisphere, where the current ice age 12,000 years ago is retreating, it's still a lot of ice. So when it strikes as ice, there's immediate meltwater coming down, just sliding down. It's all breaking apart, and it's picking up everything in its path. Oh, yeah, and that causes All of the flooding, rocks and yeah. trees, and, it, and there's evidence all over North America of these massive floods. Most scientists want to like pass off as uh, glacier floods, they call them, where like these big glacier lakes build up and the ice eventually gets to a point where it melts enough that these whole lakes empty out. But like these are whole, these are like, like hundreds of kilometers long, just areas where you can tell from the sky. It's just huge waters washed everything out and you can see the ripples in the ground and like. I think it's not caused by a lake. Right, you would think something fucking shook like, that up. It like crossed like uh, the southwest of America. Like that's how much it was, and like whatever was there below the ice wall was completely wiped out. Right, and now there's evidence too that whatever wasn't taken out well, by the flood was complete was set on fire because remnants of all these rocks hitting set off huge like magma into these like forests, and they would just like go up. And like and giant, flames. Yeah. yeah. And the, they said this happened over a period of about 11 years because they're able to look at samples in the, in the earth. They're able to dig up cores. And there's this thin layer. It's just black. Right, because it's not just going to be one blast either. It's going to get hit multiple times and flooding here, flooding yeah, there. Yeah, we're passing through this thing. So it's a whole area where this, t- this line is full of really big rocks. And we're hitting it over and over again. And 12,000 years ago, there were humans on Earth. How, and there's, how intelligent, we don't know. But that's Graham Hancock's big, uh, big theories, big stories, a lost civilization. Like so maybe they were super intelligent. Incredibly intelligent. Like maybe n- nothing like a society like our own. Yeah, their own sort of fucking developed brains that did crazy things. Yeah, because they, if there's any kind of, if there's, if this happened today, it, and it would completely wipe us out. It, like, well, we probably have way more shit <laughs> spread out everywhere than a culture would have had back then. They would have been much more sparse and just smaller areas, obviously. And uh, his idea is that it's in North America. So if that's the truth, then all of this fires and floods coming through would just erase any evidence of it. And uh, there's all these cultures around the world that they're, they say, they started with uh, these people coming on boats, essentially, or just coming up from the valley into the mountains to greet them. These tall Caucasian men with beards, like these are like small little natives, like keeping track of all this history and stuff. And like this is what they're saying, and they're saying they bring like uh, the idea of culture and like astronomy and mathematics and like how to in agriculture and like. All these cultures have a similar story of these these people showing up, like essentially on ships that look nothing like them, and they just like pass on all this knowledge, and like help create a civilization out of just these essentially tribal people who are, like either not affected or like not enough affected to be wiped out by all these disasters. So they're able to live through it. So yeah, his idea is like all these people from this high civilization that were out in the world on ships because they were masters at going around the world. They were in the water already. Maybe they survived. Yeah, they are in the right place in the world, essentially. Or? Or? They are UFOs that landed with the comet and they're aliens that bring information. That could be it, too. Where did these, yeah, where did these people get the information? Or they're already intelligent earthlings that stayed on the water. You know, yeah, it's it's an it's an amazing a perfect storm scenario. It's an incredible theory to think about, and definitely look into Graham Hancock. He's got awesome books. This is a plug for you, Graham Hancock. 
Yeah, if you want some intelligent conversation on... <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we've both read the book. Yeah, yeah, we're doing our best to uh, kind of preach his word out there about, you know... But, like, I read it, and I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. But he, uh, that was his big thing, talking about the torrid meteor stream and the, you know, the disaster it created on Earth and this potential of wiping out civilizations and how it could happen again because yeah. we're... And the idea to think that fucking civilization is a linear thing, that it was just like monkeys to us now, is stupid. It's got to be a fucking graph that goes up and down, you know? Yeah. With civilizations getting wiped out, whether it be by anything yeah. that we might talk about on this podcast. And our fucking time is coming. Can you imagine? Because, like, we only... We only they keep pushing back the date of when civilization started because they keep finding new evidence. They can just keep pushing it back. There's wild theories out there that civilization is millions of years old, but there's like proof of like, uh, like footprints and like volcanic rock that's like super old. Yeah, well, you get to a point and then a fucking asteroid hits the earth and ah, shit, got to start over. I know. How many times has it happened? That's crazy to think. It can happen tomorrow. Like if it happens to us and like there are a few survivors, like, or like what Graham Hancock thinks, like the our, the, our, our, few, our few survivors are just going to be a bunch of crab fishermen, and, <laughs> and then they're going to have to try to restart society. I think people could, that are already out on the fucking water. Yeah, people they could pull it off, but like tribes and stuff, like we would do the same thing. We would like run away from the cities and go to all the people that already live out in nature because we are we don't know how to do it, so we have to seek them out. Yeah. Out in the Amazon and so again, the only thing, only solution to this is fucking learn how to survive and get to the woods. Mm-hmm. That's right. Do we? Ha- does, is there any plan at all? Does Earth have any plan? If how do you make a plan for like a huge fucking asteroid like that that's gonna rock the whole glacier ice caps and melt floods into the world and set half of it on fire? No, no. You can't plan to stop that. No, but can we plan to stop it now? If it happens now, Are you build this, a shield. If- Oh, I don't know. What build a big reflector? I don't know what we can really do. Like, who do we ask? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Like, these are questions we can't. That's not a bad idea to build a big reflector. Just a big shield. It's a big like bounce board. A big bounce board, and you just you try to just hit it. You know, the pong. I think we're just gonna nerd. Yeah, we're gonna (laughs) nerd. Pong it back out into the fucking (laughs) earth. That worked, or into the uh, fucking atmosphere. We're gonna knock Earth off its axis. You know. those things are coming in so oh, the back fast. Swing. It's a backswing. Yeah, you're right. They're just made of pure, like, hard lead material and rock and just all this crazy shit, and they're going fast. So even if it did deflect, it's just going to knock Earth into... Right. It's going to fuck us up either Make way. us closer to the sun, and then we'll burn up by it. So the only thing I understand is from movies and what they've done. So, like, there's Armageddon. Have you seen... You've seen that classic? Yes. It's been a long time. I haven't seen it yet, but that Armageddon's... Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. And uh, who else is in that? Uh, uh, Steven Tyler's daughter. Yeah, it's Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah. Soundtrack. They even did a song for it. Yeah. That's great. Don't close your eyes. Don't <laughs> see because I miss you, you baby. And I don't, don't want to miss a thing. We got yeah, it. We got there. Yeah, you hear that took a lot a, of weddings now. Took a while, but we got there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. What else? What el- what other movies are there? There's um, uh, Deep Impact. Uh, that's the one I was just gonna say. Yeah. Deep that, Impact. That's a good one. Uh, that one is like they. How were they trying to stop it in that one? They were they were trying to. Def- I think they were also trying to blow it up or drop a bomb or something. Laser. Hit it with a laser. I don't think it, it was laser technology. I think they were blowing it up with a missile, and it would just turn into. F- it would like deflect it enough. Awesome. They weren't trying to blow it up. They're trying to hit. Deflect it, like you said, but with an explosion to right. knock it off its course. Right. Austin Powers was a laser. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that was a meteor, right? I think it was made of gold. Right, yeah. Was that from... One of the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> that's right. One of the brilliant, brilliant Austin Powers movies. But Armageddon, the what do they do? They got a bunch of dr- drillers out in the ocean and uh, trained them how to be astronauts for a few weeks and then shipped them up there to... Land on the the cop. land on it. Land yeah. on it and and plant a bomb and blow it up. Yeah, like it seems before it gets here. That's a good idea. You'd have to get ahead of it though, because it's moving fast, like you said. Yeah. The big thought about that was always like, wouldn't it be easier to teach astronauts to drill <laughs> than they, teach they drillers, drillers to, to be, be astronauts? astronauts? Yeah. yeah. It seemed kind of, and all the drillers seemed to be kind of just weird white trash dudes and. 
You know, they were heroes, I guess. That's what I said. We're going to leave it to the fucking crab fishermen to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They got the heart. They can at least try. Those, those crab fishermen. But uh, there's also another. Have you ever seen that movie Melancholia with Kirsten Dunst? With the Kirsten <laughs> Dunst? No. No, not the Kirsten Dunst. Well, I guess you can call her that. That was a weird one. It wasn't an asteroid, though. It was another planet crashing into Earth. It was a super weird artsy movie, and she showed her tits a lot. It was great. But in the end, it was actually a terrifying moment where like, she's just holding her sister, and you see the planet just coming closer and closer, and then just, oh. Yeah, it was a good, good scene. You see her tits lots in that movie. It's, it was great. Um, but yeah, we're going to get to a fun segment we have called The Field Guide to Extraterrestrials. Cue music. Do you have music for that? I will soon. Okay. Um, <coughs> all right, Brandon, just flip to a random page there in the field flip guide. Flip to a random page here. This is uh, accounts that people have had with extraterrestrial beings and other strange creatures. And uh, we're going to flip to a random page here. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got, ooh, here's a fun one. Uh, he, oh, ooh, he's a short guy. He's a, he's a short non-gray. That's what they call him. Uh, his distinguishing characteristic was extremely small, small stature. He looks like an action figure. He, uh, he's got, uh, he's got a cool vest covered with stars and a belt. He kind of looks like a, a professional wrestler from Mexico. Like he's got one of those, looks like he got one of those masks on. Here's a luchador mask. Luchador yeah, mask. Kinda... Here's a picture of him. Yeah. Why is he, why is he dressed like Captain America? And he's three inches tall. That's the size of a small doll. Ant-Man. What, what are these people seeing here? They're, they're, they saw it in Malaysia. Isn't that where they make dolls like that? Uh, they saw it on August 19th, 1970. Uh, there's a few witnesses. It was uh, six schoolboys aged 8 to 11 at the Stowell English Primary School. Oh, they're school. trustworthy. Yeah, very trustworthy. These definitely weren't their toys. Children don't have imaginations. So the Stowell English Primary School, claim, these boys, they claim to see claimed that a soup plate-sized flying saucer landed near them while they were busy playing cops and robbers near the school. Okay, when the tiny object landed, five horrible-looking three-inch high spacemen put out a plank and emerged from the saucer. That's classic. They just throw down a plank. <laughs> Four of the spacemen wore blue uniforms. One wore yellow. The one in yellow looked to the boys like the leader and sported horns. Stars on a shirt and high boots. He looks like a little elf. It's like an elf. <laughs> ju- like an elf. An elf just jumped through the universe. The five beings were armed with miniature space guns. Oh, that they mean business. When the spacemen began ins- installing what looked to be an aerial on a tree, one of the witnesses tried to capture the leader. At that, the point, the leader fired his tiny space gun. <laughs> it's like Men in Black. It sounds like a scene for Men in Black. Like, when's Will Smith going to show up? Like, I don't think so, little guy. And just, like, step on him. <laughs> <laughs> the other boys then got scared and ran away. But the witness who uh, threatened the leader was later found lying in the bushes by a school official. A small red dot appeared on the boy's right leg where he had been shot. Some of the other boys reported subsequent encounters with the tiny spaceman the following day. Through the headmaster, who felt the whole thing was a figment of their imagination, questioned the boys carefully. They all insisted on the truth of their story. Now, although this report is replete with classic science fiction elements, it is by no means the only report in the literature of beings of such extremely small stature. Like, this is a weird one. These boys just see these tiny aliens coming down. Like, I guess guess it's possible. Small, Small aliens are always weird. Yeah, like, because you you want to think an alien is going to be the size of you or I. Yeah, yeah. But why do we think that? They, they like they could they could come from tiny planets the size of that tennis ball. Exactly. We don't. They can the same thing. There could be giant aliens that show up. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's scary to think about. Just these giant, like fifteen but foot tall. In this story, do you trust the little boys? These are six year old fucking kids. I, I don't know. I think the kid got stung by a bee, and uh, or like his friends pushed him into a bush that had a bee's nest, and he got stung by a bee. That's the story they made up. Yeah, or it sounds like it could be fucking grasshoppers or praying mantises. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, 
<laughs> what that they witnessed, like yeah. these little things flying down a little flying saucer. Yeah, I remember lying in a raspberry bush as a kid, seeing a bunch of grasshoppers bouncing around. You think they're little aliens? I don't know. These you kids were. Talk to you? How old are you though? <laughs> like they're these age. kids are like eight and eleven. I don't think they're thinking the bugs are talking to them. Well, I hope not. But yeah, that's a that's a fun one. I hope I see an alien like that. That'd hope be I the most s- non-threatening. Uh, Even if they had little guns, I'm like, maybe their little guns could hurt you. Yeah, it's like, what's that movie? Yeah, with the the toys that came to life. Uh, Not Toy Story. Uh, small soldiers. Small soldiers. That's that's kind of what the thing looked like. Yeah. Like a character from Small, or one of those rubber wrestling dolls. Yeah, one of those made. came alive. Yeah, when those came out in the '90s, and they just slowly wear off the paint, and they just become naked. Yeah, remember those wrestling? Dolls? You probably had a ton of those wrestling dolls. Didn't yeah, you? I did. There's a giant box full of them. Still do. Probably every wrestler from the '80s. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. So, comets and asteroids, Tyler. What are you gonna do about it? Move to the woods and build a shield. <laughs> Move to the woods, build yourself a shield. Yep. Okay. Even if I build a shield big enough for me. Yeah. You know, you build a bunker that's got. So you, if you had a bunker, you go to it. Yeah. That's you want to survive it. I don't even. This is. It depends where you are in the world, I guess. If it's a direct hit, I don't think a bunker is going to do anything. Well, yeah, it's not even surviving the blast. It's surviving the aftermath of the water and the fire. Yeah, there's just the the blast that travels around the world and all the dust that kicks up in the atmosphere, and and you just don't see the sun for years on end. And that's what you're in there for. You're not going to survive the blast. No way. No how, buddy. No how. No way, no how. All right, Brandon, what are you thankful for this week? What am I thankful for? Um, uh, what am I thankful for? Poppies. Uh, and uh, Veterans. <laughs> I'm thankful for our veterans. Yeah. Uh, it's poppy season. I, I'm I'm getting poppies everywhere I go. I've got a poppy collection. <laughs> Sorry. That's, is that sappy? That's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Did I steal a good one? No, no. It, was that yours? No, I was going to say raspberries and grasshoppers. Raspberries and grasshoppers. I'm thankful for them, too. Thankful for them, too. Raspberries are delicious. Grasshoppers are also delicious. Yeah. Have you ever, had, have you ever eaten crickets or grasshoppers with, like, seasoning? Yeah. Like, I've never made it, but, like, you can buy. I've bought, like, uh, like protein bars that are made out of grasshopper. Grasshopper protein. When I do see them out in the field, and, like, I remember eating those crickets, I'm just like, I can make that. Those are big, juicy grasshoppers. Might come down to that, the end of the world there, Tyler. Oh, yeah. Survive on grasshoppers. Yeah, that's like a good, if you're in a bunker, that's a good thing to have is like a grasshopper farm. Yeah. Because you can start making burgers out of those things. Grasshopper burgers. I like the sounds of that. (laughs) Fuck, we're doomed, Brandon. We're all doomed. Stay tuned next week for another episode. Thanks a lot for listening. We're doomed.